The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Delicious local cucumbers from Seeds Farm, tomatoes, Harmony Valley greens, Featherstone kale, fresh herbs, and plenty more fresh vegetables are arriving at Lakewinds co-ops each day. Try brushing radicchio, kale, or romaine heads and cut lemons with olive oil and laying them on the grill for a light char. Then squeeze that grilled lemon on the lettuce and sprinkle with Parmesan cheese shreds for a fresh take on summer salads. Melons, stone fruits, and all the berries are arriving at Lake Winds for all the tarts, shortcakes, buckles, crisp galettes, and pies that make summer in Minnesota. Make sure to use the best organic grass-fed butter and cream from our local dairies when making homemade ice cream or whipped cream toppings. And the best part of all this is you can get it delivered from Instacart. Order online and get same-day or next-day delivery. There's no membership required to shop at Lake Winds, and you can support your local farmers by shopping at your neighborhood co-ops wherever they are. If you can't make it to Lakewinds, visit any of your neighborhood food co-ops, but you can find Lakewinds in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. Find more at lakewinds.com. On my talk 1071, I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are here to talk about food, fun, and frivolity. Frivolity. Frivolousness of uh, fantastic. I feel like you need a weather report this morning. Well, I was a little bit scared. I woke up a little late, folks. I had a little late night. Uh oh. So that that's meant, always the best show. Yeah, that's why, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm just going to tell you, I. I didn't know, like, I knew it was raining because we cleared my porch off last night, you know, as we were running inside from all the lightning and everything else. And um, so it was raining. It rained last night. There was rain and there was supposed to be possibly rain this morning. I don't have doors on my car or a, a roof. So <laughs> oh, you just danced. It. I just literally this morning thought, well, we'll see, because I it's hard. Like the amount of time it takes me to put the doors back on. Usually I need Jake for an assist. And I wasn't about to wake him up at like 730 to sure. do that. So I just risked it and I drove and it felt pretty good. So I got to tell you, I think it's going to be a pretty nice day. Yeah, I do think it's kind of clearing off. I had those same thoughts this morning. It has been so dry up north. Oh, it really? Because I feel like it's just moist. Everyone's favorite radio word. Moist. Moist. I feel like that's all we've had is just moistness. Yeah, no, it's so dry up north. And then storms roll through, but they never hit. So I've had to water the garden a ton. Oh, yeah. No, it's pretty much, I mean, like, I feel like we've had so much humidity and just like like, I was, so it was Megan's 30th birthday dinner last night at my house. Oh, 30. It's all downhill from there. I know. And uh, I was like, God, when I was your age, girl, I had you. <laughs> you I was know? just going to say. Yeah. That's so weird. It's like I had instant kids at 30. So it was funny because we were laughing about that. But it was just her and her husband and then t- uh, two friends and then dogs. And then it, and me. And that was it. You know, Jake was working and my mom didn't show up. And so, you know, it was just a nice little like, you know, five pack on the patio, yeah. which was kind of perfect. But we covered many topics and drank many things and just had a good time. So it was a lot of fun. But it was like, you know, uh, it, we were all laughing about it. I'm like, still 30. 
You know, what does that mean to you guys? I totally had like a millennial moment of like, let's talk about what it means to be 30, 30. in 2020. <laughs> They're like, do Did we they have, have any good answers? No, there's no <laughs> answers. There are no good answers. They're like, everyone's like, well, we're trying to, you know, people are looking for houses. And then they're like, you know, th- other people are like, well, I start a new job. And like other people, you know, it's like their friends and everything. It's like that, t- that time of life where things are like changing and, and kind of like settling in. But how do you settle in? In 2020. It's you a know? good question because when you think you've settled in and you've got a routine, yeah, then they change it because like the you, they're not having kids move in or they're trying not to have kids move in right away. They're trying to go to distance learning and it was a hybrid. Same with some of the school systems. Like just when you think like you can get a schedule or get a routine, it changes. I know. And one of the things that uh, I was asking this week, a lot of uh, on the Twitter, I kind of put out there, wondered about, you know, okay, so St. Olaf, you heard that they had like yes. kids had some party. They went to offsite parties and they came back and then they were like, you know, they got super spreaders. Yeah, they got suspended or whatever. And then then 17 kids got suspended because there were 54 people diagnosed that had been at an off campus party. Right. And so then the idea that these kids now all have to stay in their room for two weeks, they have to stay in their room. They get to go to food, but they have to stay in their no, room. They, they don't even get to go to oh, food. They don't even they're get to go to food? food off at their door. OK. And so- they're asking kids from colleges all over the country when you get to your college. Yeah. Please quarantine yourself for two weeks in your dorm. We will deliver food. Yeah. Well, and I hadn't seen the food delivery thing, but I had the, but I mean, I knew that there were some places that were like, if you had a uh, food hall in the building, you could go to that one or whatever. But listen, here's the thing. Would you go to college? Would you go to college if you had to stay in your room? Like, would you go? I think I would if the, if the potential was that once I stayed in my room for two weeks, we're in an enclosed environment and we can get back to what we're there to do. Okay. But, but he, and it's here's such an open ended question. And here's the idea too of like, well, okay. So they got, they got quarantined because of the fact that a bunch of people went out and got, you know, is that going to ha- keep happening? Yes. And so then this is my thing. If I am at college and then every, you like, have to rely month, on your stupid yes, roommate. Yes. The, the idiots who have also chosen to show up. Mm-hmm. I do. I, if I was there, if I had to quarantine, if I had to sit for two, you know, weeks in, in my your room dorm. with my freshman year roommate, <laughs> roommate who was from Denmark and <laughs> we did not have lots of chats, not a lot of chatting. And I, think about that <laughs> you would have come home I, I would have come home yeah i would have come home and i was going like and and so i kind of asked the question and some people like well, i had i worked two jobs and i did this and i didn't have social fun i'm so sorry for you like i and i get that that is it but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about forced you know like lack of any interaction not even going to sit in a room and having a discussion group with your peers like none of that I don't know if I would do it. I I don't know if like if I'm facing that down, if Jake's facing that down, his class of 2021, I might say take a gap year. I might 100%. say go or take if online I had a kid, classes. I would have said that too. For cheap. You know what I mean? Like pay No, to- there's no cheap cuz I'm I well, got Normandale, the kid that's like, just Like do community college classes online. That's the other thing though that makes me so mad. Like my kid's trying to finish. Like she's got 5 credits left. Yeah. Or 5 classes left, 4 classes. I don't know the number. I'm not even sure she knows. Get done. But there's no like discount. There's no like, hey, you're not going to be on campus. So there's nothing. Yeah. 
That's a whole nother controversy. But they're saying that it's because nothing is cheaper for them either. The schools, because they're saying, I mean, room and board is one thing. Like if you're not, you, she was never paying room and board anyway. She's still paying for like the activity fees and there's no activities. There's no gym. There's no nothing. No campus, no football, no nothing. I know. But then, right. The whole thing. Again, I sound like a brat. So fine. My $450 student fee, fine, whatever. I just want my kid to get done. Right. And, and I just want it to be over. Okay. I hear you. Um, okay. Let's talk about the James Beard Awards, which let's have been canceled. canceled this year. Which what did is you think weird. about that? I, I know. I, felt, so I felt like it was weird, too. It was like you announced these finalists. Yeah. And then you decide you're not even going to have like a virtual ceremony, nothing. So what happened was, is that, so the James Beard Awards normally goes off in May. You know, it's usually like the first weekend of May. And uh, so they had announced, you know, the semifinalists. They, first they announced like, here's the big pool, you know, for 2019. And then they shrunk it down to the, they actually went, got to the finalists. And they said, we're going to postpone, you know, the awards from May to September. Just for the food stuff. They announced the media ones. The media stuff went out. They announced it, you know, online. They didn't have a party for it. That's fine. Sure. So then they said, we'll do the the rest of them in September. And then they started, like, leaking out, or they started, like, putting out some of them in terms of, like, the Lifetime Achievement, Humanitarian of the Year Award, leading up to what was supposed to be this big party in September. And then, you know, obviously they decided they weren't going to do an in-person party. It was just going to be an online thing, which, again, fine. And then they decided to not do anything. They decided to say, we're not going to tell you, we're not going to pick a winner. Because we don't want to pick winners and losers in a time when so much loss is happening and so much devastation to the industry. Right. And, and David, that, there's there's like a, there's a couple chefs who actually had withdrawn. The guy from Manresa, uh, David Kinch, I think his uh, his Hebrew. He said, "Please withdraw my name. I don't want to be awarded. I don't want to win anything during this time." And and hard thing for me is like that guy Manresa. I mean, he's up for awards all the time. You know, he's up. He gets accolades left and right. He's nationally known as this like person. But there's people like in the best chef Midwest and like best chefs, you know, South or what Mid Atlantic, all these areas that these kids are not gonna get up again. Maybe you know, you kind of have your one shot, two shots. I thought it was lame. I thought it was. I thought they should just say here's the winner you know what i mean and just say we're so proud of what they did in 2019 and hopefully you know i don't know and and if they couldn't have a party i get it if they couldn't have a virtual event even i get it like you got to deal with your resources but to have made people in that pool right and then not finish the job i just felt like it was kind of a i i felt cheap i felt did you read did you read their reasons Did you go to their website? I did. Okay. And here's the other thing. They're actually going to take it everything down. I mean, like they're basically going to re they've been reassessing the awards for years now and trying to be more inclusive and trying to watch about selective bias and all this kind of stuff. That's really what I felt like. This is what the reason why they didn't pick. Right. Well, I think that they probably what they want to do is. So here's what they're doing. They're not going to pick. They're going to say we're all winners. Everybody who was nominated your semifinalists, you guys are winners. But nobody's getting a medal. No one gets to say I was the 2019 mm-hmm. Best Chef James Beard Award winner. And then next year they're gonna they're gonna work on the awards. They're gonna work on their their selection. They're gonna work on the process. They're gonna look at all of it. They're gonna just unpack it, you know, rearrange it and pack it back up. 
Next year, they're not even going to do traditional awards. They're going to do the heroes, crisis heroes of 2020. So they're going to come back with like who had innovations and who had this. And I can respect that because we're kind of doing the same thing in locally, you know? So sure. Cause how do you do, you know, th- those kind of things? I get that for next year. And then, and then 2022, they're going to come back with these more traditional categories again, but rejiggered. So we don't know. So I, I feel think- like they were worried about the diversity and lack of inclusion in the nominees and in their piece. And they just, it's possible, but they also had, I think that they had, I think that they had been moving in those right in the right direction, yes. but I just think that they didn't, I think that they didn't want to get the backlash of people being like, well, these places are closed now. That's exactly right. Yeah. So I felt like that was a lame reason. Yeah. You were two thirds of the way through the process. Yeah. I felt like you owed it to the nominees to finish the third and then change it. Do whatever you need to do. I just, I didn't like it. Okay. There you go. All right. We are going to take a quick break. You guys, we got, we're going to come back and we're going to talk to, we're getting someone, we're, we're getting a, a an eyewitness account of the State Fair Food Parade. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Hey, everybody. It's Steph March for Common Ground, Minnesota. And I know you're wondering, who is Common Ground, Minnesota again? Well, let me tell you. It's women in agriculture. These are women farmers who are right here in Minnesota volunteering their time to talk to you guys about food and how it's grown and how and why they grow it. That's Common Ground. Common Ground is, you know, a place where you can go and you can ask those questions about why they grow the food that they're growing and how they're growing it and how that affects the your family and what they're eating. This is the greatest part about these guys is that they're just up for discussion because, of course, we all love to talk about food, right? So at Common Ground Minnesota, they have a new website, commongroundminnesota.com, and it's a great new site with, it's got farmers, it's got topics, it's got a great blog, it's got heat recipes, there's farm dogs. I don't know what else you could ask for, really. Common Common Ground Minnesota is a great spot. You can also check them out on Instagram at Common Ground M-I-N-N. And of course on Facebook at Common Ground Minnesota. It's a great place for everybody to go and have a conversation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weekly Dish. I got a Facebook message today on the Weekly Dish page, and it was from a woman whose name is... Steph, can you just turn up the monitor just a teeny bit? Jen. It's from Jen Giovanazzo. And Jen, how are you doing this morning? I'm great. How are you? So happy to be on your show. I feel like you guys are my buddies because I listen every week. Yay! Well, your, your, your message on Facebook was so touching. She was like, hey, I listen every week and I went to the, the food fair at the Minnesota State Fair and I did a review on my Facebook page. And if you want to talk about it, I was like, yes, come on and talk That's about so it. That's so good. Jen, I think you're friends with um, my cousin Kelly. I am. Yes, I love Kelly. She's amazing. Okay, so you went to the food fair parade at the state fair. You were there on day one. Tell us all about it because we didn't get a chance to go. I know, like so many others, it was such a disappointing process to get tickets. I somehow scored um, the first time slot at 9 a.m. on Thursday, the first ever. I did not try to. I was not going for that time slot. But at that point, it was like you just took a stab at anything and took what you could get. And then I was very excited to be on that slot just to experience it for the first time. Um, I knew going that first time slot, they may have some kinks to get out. So I had my expectations in check. Um, But I still felt a little 
um, lackluster about it, and I am a fair goer through and through. I go every year. I go multiple times, sometimes even by myself. I've been going since I was a little kid. So I was so excited to be able to do this. Um, I brought my mom and my three daughters along. We were all really excited and had a bunch of fun, but I think there just needed to be a few simple improvements, and then it could have been maybe the best thing ever short of being at at the actual um, Minnesota State Fair. It's kind of the thing where you want it to be good, but you also never want to do it again because it's like in absence of the state fair, right? Absolutely. I mean, like I was telling people, I was happy to go. I was happy to then be going home and hoping that this was a a once-in-a-lifetime deal, that I didn't have to do it this way again. I mean, there's just what I love about the fair, you're not going to get from this experience. Sure, right. Um, I, I love the the, you know, people watching and the smells and the sounds <laughs> and all the new foods. Um, so you're going to miss out on that for sure. But it was nice to be able to be a part of something and to be able to tell my, you know, grandchildren someday that, man, this was a rough 2020, but I still <laughs> got to go to the state fair in some form. And that was just really important to me, even though some of the things were lacking. What are some like tips for people that maybe have tickets and that are going to go or things that you were like, oh, I should have done I this? I should have done that, yeah. Well, I think you have to go into it knowing as the driver, it's going to be a bit stressful. <laughs> you need to have patience. Um, I was the driver. I wore my mask. They really encourage you to wear a mask if you're the driver for the interactions. Um, but then they kind of snuck a few um, passenger side order takers on us, and we were all like, oh, my gosh, wait a second, your mask, you don't have it. But um, as a driver, you're responsible for, you know, greeting the order takers. You're paying. You're, you're passing out the food. You're trying yeah. to – Put the ketchup on the cheese curds, which I know could be a sin for some ketchup with cheese curds. Oh, Jen. That's my deal. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know it's terrible. But, you know, there wasn't time to really enjoy it as much as the driver because you're trying to make sure everybody has the food and then they're shuffling you to the next. So you really have to be patient. And I would say maybe bring a plate and have your your, – wing person in the passenger seat make a little plate for you put a you know cream cheese wonton and a couple cheese oh yeah you need to be you know fed you need to have someone who is helping you out man absolutely and my mother really slacked on that and maybe i would question (laughs) my choices jen calling out her mom i love it (laughs) no and so and, and you know we we all came with our own you know, beverage, it saved, you know, some money to, to bring a beverage. There was just no need to spend a few bucks on a pop along the way. We just um, had our own waters. Everybody had napkins. We brought a package of uh, wet wipes so we could clean our hands because it's a messy uh, process. You might do some spilling, which, you know, we all did from one point to the next. Um, I think you have to just know you're going to be a little rushed through. They they told us to plan for a multi-hour experience. We were out in one hour. 
And I wanted it to slow down a little bit. Oh, you bit did? Okay. Because there wasn't, I, I did. And I did not need three hours knowing what I know now. And going into it, I wanted, I thought we were there until noon. So plan your days accordingly. Well, no, you, you were, we were out by 10 or, or nine o'clock time slot. We were out by 10 and I needed a time to just chill. I needed a lane where I could get my food and have a minute to get situated to maybe take a couple bites, but they were awesome at moving it along. It's, it's great. I know that they need to do that, but as a um, person going through it, it felt a little rush because how could you eat all like 14 things in that hour time we that was the real tricky part yeah it seems like you had to um go ahead sorry oh i was just gonna say it seems like a couple other people who were reporting on it or i was watching them they were saving they were like you know take a couple bites and then you kind of put it in like you they were saving it and then they were planning to plan it was there an area at the end where you kind of went to park Ooh, we're gonna wrap no, and I tried to. There was the merchandise area, and I tried to swoop in and park so I could have a few bites, and I got scolded. We so, are with Jen Giovanazzo. Jen, I'm sorry we don't have more time to hear about your state fair food parade, but thanks for being our guest. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Happy to have been here. Thanks, have a great Jen. day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. Um, listen, Thanks, I, Jen Giovanazzo. That yes, was fun to listen to. That was fun. And also, you know, uh, I think, and I was just going to say, I did, before we, we you know, we kind of had to cut her off, but um, what I had heard is that there are, they are adding more cars or th- talking about it. So the people who kind of went through and maybe had a fast experience that first time, I think it's kind of one of those things like they're kind of working through the kinks and I think they kept the number low. So it may change. Yep. So just be aware. Like if you were thinking, Oh, I was booking three hours and now it's only going to be a one hour. Just be aware that that has an up and down factor. Probably yeah, probably based on the number of cars. And if they decide to let more cars in, I think they're going to release more tickets. Yeah. There was talk about mm-hmm. it. They were talking keep about your it. eye open. Follow yeah. them on State Fair on Twitter. And can I just quickly about I, I I'm getting a little weird, like State Fair pivot, <laughs> like exhaustion, <laughs> like every and it's I know it's because people are sending me things and they're like, but honestly, this doesn't really start until Thursday. A lot of things don't start until Thursday and then it's the entire 12 days. But it feels like. I can't go into a, a, like, I can't walk down the street without seeing State Fair signs saying, like, we're doing corn this, and we have... I'm thrilled by the whole thing. I'm kind of, I also... I want I, every restaurant to have a State Fair feature. Yeah, I don't. I like that, you like... I'm getting a, I'm being a purist on it, I guess. Yeah, I like also, it. Also, don't tell me you have a State Fair thing, and then you're like, check out our French fries. You're like, really? <laughs> Come on. So it has to be unique to. Yeah. If you're going to, you know, don't state fair wash me. Don't like, you know, don't, don't, don't fair wash me with your, your marketing ploy that has nothing to do with fair. Yeah. That's what I guess I'm having exhaustion from that. When they're like, we have ice cream. Yeah. You're an ice cream shop. That's what you do. (laughs) Don't just because you're like, and guess what? It's flavored. It's vanilla. Okay. I'm being mean. Yeah. Anyway, there are great. There are a lot of great extensions that I am very excited about some stuff. The State Fair like box for seed art was fantastic. Yeah, that's great. And the other State Fair. What was the other thing that they had? The other box. Um, I can't remember, but it was also really cool. Maybe it was just sort of like creative arts building box. Yeah. 
And then, you know, all the restaurants that have like extensions and Sarah's Tipsy Pies are selling out at Cub Foods apparently and she's having to make more. Yeah. Do you like following her on Facebook? I'm exhausted. I know. Oh, we have a caller on the line. We have Beth. She has a comment about State Fair. Hey, Hi, Beth, Beth, what's up? Hello. Um, I just want to defend the shotgun riders in the food parade that it was just as chaotic for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, yesterday. As the as riding shotgun, um, a little less than the driver, but it uh, it was uh, it was fast. <laughs> and I first want to say um, the fair, like they didn't know, so yeah. I don't want to be one of those. Like, ah, but um, this is more for those who haven't gone yet. Um, my friend Susan and I have gotten to the fair together for you know twenty some years, and we said, well, this this will keep our streak going. And we originally planned for the two to three hour experience, I was like, I've got my fair photos. We can talk about memories while we're sitting in the hot sun. Um, And then uh, yesterday morning before we went, I saw the reviews of the first day that it was like an average of 45 minutes per car. So then we shifted and uh, pivoted as we do now. And we loaded a cooler with ice and we brought Ziploc bags and uh, plastic wrap and although we had still had plates and paper towels and silverware, but uh, we were ready that as we drove up to certain things, we didn't even try to eat them. We just packaged them up and put them in the cooler. Right. That's a smart idea. <laughs> um, uh, but it was still, we couldn't even keep up doing that. And uh, my friend Susan, who was driving, uh, she's, yeah, she's doing the pain. Uh, she's got the mask on. And then, um, She's trying to eat. I did the plate thing. I tried to put a few things on a plate. <laughs> oh, my God. But then you've got the people who are on the um, order takers, and they're trying to stay in their lane. But as people do when they're on devices, they kind of start roaming. So I'm like, oh, oh, person in our lane, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was stressful. And uh, um, I would say if you're going... Uh, although the fair did a lovely job of uh, entertainment and bingo and trivia, like don't even attempt any of that. Like, that's just adds, <laughs> that was just another layer of stress. You're, You're like, oh, was was that a butterfly for my bingo card? And it's like, yeah. So um, <laughs> it's all you can handle to just get the food managed, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I would say uh, treat it as if you're just going to 16 drive-throughs in a row. Okay. Oh, experience. Um, and then uh, we chose, um, we then just, I would research parks. So we brought lawn chairs and then we, uh, I don't want everybody to pile into the spot, but we found lovely shade along Lake Como and caught a breeze. Yeah, and man. We, we kicked back um, and uh, enjoyed our, our food um, in lawn chairs. And then we talked about fairs gone by. And there it is. Aww. There it is. So, Fun, Wendy. Awesome. Anyway. Thanks so yeah. much, Beth. Yeah. That's an awesome oh, report. Wendy. Yeah. yeah, I know. Thanks, Beth. Have a great day. Oh my God, that's so great. That was fun. That's true. I think she's she's got it dialed in. Don't even in. try to play the bingo. Don't even. It's so <laughs> stressful. It's just too stressful. Do you? Kurt gets stressed out just going to regular drive-throughs. I no, I don't get. Oh, stressed he has total drive-through anxiety. We make fun of him. I actually went and got drive-through twice this week at from Minnetonka Drive-In. And I just sort of sat there and I was like, you know, just kind of hanging in your car waiting. It's so nice. It's like, (laughs) it's good. It's all good. 
Um, okay, so I did want to talk about something, you guys. I have uh, the cookbook preview for fall coming up in the second hour that I'm going to kind of get you guys ready for some great things coming this fall. And I think there's some really cool things coming. I'm super excited. And I feel like we're going to get ready for cookbooks. Oh, we are just Because gonna we're all going to be off. stuck inside again. So it's going to be perfect time. Um, so this week, or actually it was like two weeks ago, I had I got a chance to catch up with Lenny Russo, chef of Heartland. You know, um, an international man of cookery. You know, what's he doing? Well, he's kind of consulting and stuff. You know, he did leave. T- he went and consulted on some stuff in North Carolina, and that's that's kind of done, I think. So he's in the he's kind of looking for his next gig. Um, and you know, there's not a lot of gigs right now. Right. <laughs> but he was working with. We both had a chat uh, with Global Minnesota, um, and it was it's about it. That's people who like host you know, kids and people who are foreigners and cook a meal in their home for, you know, people from out of our country. And it's really interesting. Um, and, and the whole centering talking about food and agriculture and being a culinary diplomat. And so cool. we had this great talk about it because, you know, of course, Lenny's gone all over the world and he's filmed things for Slovenia TV and he's, he was in Milan for the World Expo and they're trying to bring the expo here. Yep. That's one of their big missions. Um, but anyway, I got to chatting with him and then I thought, you know, what's funny is I, I miss him and I haven't seen him in a long time, but I kind of miss him. And I looked at my... And while we were had talking, I pulled his cookbook, Heartland cookbook, off the shelf, and I started paging through it while we were talking. I was like, "Oh, remember this rabbit dish?" And I was like, "Oh, remember? Oh my God, remember this? The sweet potato, you know, root vegetable hash." And I was thinking about it, and I was like, "The things that you miss about restaurants, you know, and the feeling." And I have this cookbook sitting right here. So why am I not cooking from it? Sure. And you and I had talked about yeah cook your book like why don't we pull some cookbooks off the shelf and look through some of the old recipes instead of always i'm still forecasting for new stuff i'm always going to buy new books but there's a lot of things that i haven't returned to in a long time and now i'm wondering why this is the perfect time do you have this cookbook no oh you don't okay well i think what we should do is we're going to start doing a cook your book segment like we're going to pull some stuff off our shelves and go through the books and kind of look through and see what you know, what sounds exciting and kind of return to some stuff. So I did a couple things this week. Sure. What'd you cook? So the first thing I did was I did a really nice, easy green gazpacho. Yum. Because also uh, my house was hot this week again, you guys. So I didn't want to really cook a lot. Is green gazpacho just green tomatoes? No, there's actually zero tomatoes in this gazpacho. Wow. I know. So I was thinking about it and I didn't, I, I like gazpacho and I... I don't, you know what I mean? Like I would order it usually if it's there, but it's also one of those things like you kind of tire of it pretty quickly. Like you order it a couple times at a place and then you're like, but this one, uh, this one had, this one started with a honeydew melon in it. Oh, And I was, I am anti melons. (laughs) (laughs) Honeydew, cantaloupe, all of those. I'm anti those. I just like when you get a little fruit cup, that's what's left over for me. And, but I was like, all right, I'm in, you know, I mean, I get it. Like a little bit of sweetness would be great. And then it's uh chopped jalapeno, a green bell pepper, which I ignored, uh, because we know I have feelings about that. Yep. Uh, we had, then there's green onions, you know, diced in white onions. Oh, I forgot that one. So <laughs> <laughs> seedless cucumbers, uh, tomatillos, which are kind yeah. of the tomato comp, you know, and then a little bit of parsley. And then there's a little bit of red wine vinegar in his recipe. Um, Most gazpachos have that. Yeah, because that's the Spanish yep. twist. Like, that is so Spanish. And actually, it would be cooking sherry or, you know, sherry. Um, but, 
And basically, this is just throw these things into your food processor and pulse it. Yum. And that's it. And then there was a chive sour cream, which I just used that great sour cream and chopped a bunch of chives into it. But I'm going to tell you that I this green gazpacho, I realized I... I just wanted to throw other things in there. So I threw a bunch of basil and I threw a bunch of arugula in there because I wanted a little bit more sweetness. And like I didn't add, I sure didn't add the uh, the uh, green pepper. So I was like, okay, we got to put a little spicy. And that was the arugula. And I got to tell you, it just was a great kind of spicy. And then I threw in two peppers, which I brought you some peppers from oh, um, my, my pots and random peppers. And I threw them in and I thought, this is, this is how we should, it's just the same way I do soup on the kettle, you know, on the yep. stove. Why not do this? Do you have a green, do you have a gazpacho at all? A feeling for it? I like it, but I don't usually make it, but I think I might make it in the next 10 days because it sounds good. And I have all the stuff in my garden. Exactly. To make it. I thought about that. Okay. So then there's, I just want to show there's, he's got this whole thing of hot and cold soups in this recipe. And I was like, God, this is perfect. And then I did a beef carpaccio, which oh, I have never done, you guys. Yum. And I pounded out, I sliced beef eye round. I pounded it out between things and I put this celeriac horseradish yum. mound on it. And I made it last night for the kids. And it was, why have I not made beef carpaccio? Because I've been scared of it. Because pounding. And pounding. And also, scared, people get weird about raw beef and I don't. Nope. But anyway, there's nudie in here that I'm going to make. There is uh there's a grilled lake trout that I want to try. Um, there's a ton of stuff. So I'm going to recommend. I'm going to say, pick up Heartland, uh, the cookbook. You can buy it on Amazon. Yep. So I'll put a link up to it. But that's me cooking my book and feeling really good about cooking Minnesota food right now. I love it. And if you want to tell us about any cooks books you want to cook, 651-641-1071. We're going to have the Ask Stephanie portion next. We'll yep. be right back. 651 we are here to take your calls live on the air. It's the Ask Stephanie portion. It is. Um, it we is. will take anything you want to send us to as far as like tweets or uh, any little messages that you have. Here's one that came in last week. Um, Hi, sorry to be such a procrastinator, but I was wondering, oh, this is from Susan. <laughs> if you could let me know what bread recipe you were using as a base in the refrigerator, I think. Was it the bread in five or where do I start? And yes, the answer is it's artisan bread in five. There is the master recipe that we'll put on the Facebook page again. And <laughs> yeah. you should cook it. I was with. Did you send that? I mean, like, did you reply to the person? I did. Okay, good. Yep. Um, did say. you see my Instagram last week with Dolores? No. Okay. Dolores, oh, yeah, 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 my mother-in-law. I did. Was making like this sad little loaf of bread. And there was just this literal blob of dough on the counter that sat there all day that she had covered with a random piece of tin foil. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's we're having that for dinner. And she was like, yes, like that's not even rising. Like that's not going to work. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, and then she didn't heat up the cast iron skillet, which we was going to cook it in. So then that became a drama. Then she, heated the skillet and just set it on the wood counter while she was putting the dough in. And I'm like, um, you're burning the countertop. But eventually the, the dough got in the cast iron skillet and out came this like sad little disc. And I was like, I was, I was like, well, that didn't work. And she was like, you're well, mean. I, she's, I felt like I was you're being so mean. mean. And believe me, you guys, I've been with her a lot this summer and we're just, yeah. You know, you get to where you're just maybe on the last nerve. It's family. And so 
I was like, well, that doesn't even look like it's going to be good. And she was like, well, it's what Julia Child said. You never explain. You never complain. So sure enough, at dinner, and it was fantastic. <laughs> it was so good. And I was so wrong and such a jerk. Yeah. And I was like, I am so sorry. This is so good. And I made her hold it up. So we took a picture. Yeah, I saw her looking at you a little bit. Yeah, like, like, like mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, all 87 years of me, I might mm-hmm. know how to make some bread, girlfriend. And also shut up. Yeah, she was totally <laughs> over it. But she was very, it was good. Oh, my God. Okay, 651-641-1071 if you want to call and give us a, a market report, a garden report, if you have any tips or tricks or questions. We did have this call, or we did have this person write in, um, and she was saying that her daughter turns 18 on Saturday. Today, I think. Yeah. Um, since she didn't get a senior trip, prom, or grad party, she said they would spring on dinner out with nine friends. Any ideas? We live in Maple Grove, but these girls will drive anywhere. They've been to Union Rooftop, but I think they max out at six per table. Will anybody let 10 people sit? Pizza Farms, what's up? Um, I replied to this one. I don't know if you saw, but I did. I said that um, I sort of felt like it was not, it's it's illegal to have a table at 10 unless you are doing a private room. Like the thing about restaurants right now is that by law, they're supposed to only have tables of six. And that's supposed to be your family. Let's be clear. So to say like, I didn't, there's nobody out there who I was going to say, Hey, go see if they'll seat you because that's too much. It's illegal. Um, so I did say that I thought their best option, there's a couple things you can do with that. There are private event spaces that you can do. Like you can book a private room in some places and then that you can have a tent top. You know what I mean? Because they, that would be you just in your people in one space. Yep. But the other thing is just to get a patio or get a picnic situation going. Because I think that that's really, you know, one of the best ways to sort of like have your own people and go in your own space and trick it out. And there's so many great spots for that. And there's so many great boxes. Like Certix has a great cheese box. Uh, House of Gristle has a great charcuterie box. But I think like for a meal, like I think, you know, it's like these are more than just like charcuterie and cheese and stuff. There's plenty of other stuff too. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that I thought was really great is La Pistola, which is of course East Side, which is Jamie Malone and those guys. They've rebranded East Side as La Pistola. But what they'll do is they will box it picnic ready for you. That's the whole plan. And so they have cheeseburgers. They can do, you know, like, but it is kind of fancy. Some of the stuff is a little bit fancy. Yum. But then they'll pack it like specifically for picnic. Like they're, they know that that's what you're doing. And then they have a map they give you to where to different parks that you can go to and, and picnic there. I love it. I know. It's kind of a smart idea. Uh, and just, you know, this sounds like not very much fun, but just pizza. Like it would be right. fun to just get grab like, a bunch of different pizzas yeah. and go sit somewhere. Yep. Yeah, you can pick up from like Red Wagon. You could pick up from Lola. You can pick up from you know jo- Young Joni and yep. then go find a park. I thought about that too. That's a really nice thing. Especially they did for say younger girls. There and you. I mean, the, there are the pizza barns. You know, or the pizza farms. They are doing. You know. The hard part is the day. Most of them are doing them like, here's a Wednesday, here's a Tuesday. Um, But the one in Nelson, Stone Barn in Nelson, they are open. And and they're basically saying, come up, pick up your pizza at the counter or whatever. And then you have like all of these fields to go sit in. You know, like they have tables too, but basically like kind of take it as you will. So that's good. 651-641-1071. If you want to give us a chat, a call or whatever. Um, I did want to let somebody sent us a note about the food at 
colleges, you know, the quarantining, back to our beginning of the yep. discussion, that, and I forgot about this, the NYU and University of Georgia are getting, like, railed on TikTok for their fire Festival-like food deliveries to the dorms, to the oh, kids who are quarantining. Whoa. Apparently, there's a whole thing of, like, they'll either send them... You know, like, uh, you know, like it's you're supposed to get like three meals a day, and then some days there's like no deliveries, and then some day there's like four meals, like right all at once. And so I guess it's kind of funny that way. Oh, it and sounds of course, like the NBA in quarantine. Remember their yes, like food service meals. They yeah. were complaining. The TikTokers are just, of course, this generation going to college are they're not going to let that lie. <laughs> they're going to put that out there for sure. All right. Um. So again, if you guys want to give us a call. If you're not, no one's, no one's calling. No, I don't have to. That's fine. fine. It's totally fine. Um, I will say that there was a note that, uh, I just want to let you guys know that there was a fire at red rabbit in North loop and they are closed. They're fine. The building is intact. Uh, but they're just closed as of right now as they deal with that kind of stuff that's happening. Yep. Just bring it on. I mean, those people, all these restaurant tours, and then you have a fire. I feel so bad for everybody. Oh, listen. Okay, we do have Wendy on the line. Hey, Wendy, what's going on today? Hi, I was just listening, and I just wanted to share that I made a really interesting strawberry gazpacho soup. Oh, nice. Last week, I found a recipe of um, on forks over knives. Yeah. Oh, it's all this vegan stuff. But it was turned out really good with little cucumber and, and jalapeno and have some tomato and things. So something a little bit different. I love so. that. The idea of I love the idea of a little bit of a sweet fruit in there just to kind of round it out to give it some balance. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. It's it's a nice Nice um, diversion to have something a little different for lunch. Thanks, Wendy. I appreciate you calling. Thanks, Wendy. You know, we have Tori who called in at the last minute, but we're going to hold over if Tori will hold over and we'll take her right at the beginning of the next segment. All right, you guys, we'll be right back with the second hour of Weekly Dish.